I'm Emily. And I'm Hannah. We are best friends and dietitians. We have a goal of challenging nutrition misinformation and fitness trends with an evidence-based approach. Each episode, we will dish up our thoughts about the latest facts on a popular health-related topic. We're the Upbeat Dietitians. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Upbeat Dietitians podcast. Hello, guys. Welcome back to, oh my gosh, season six. This is our premiere. Yes. Welcome back to season six. We're so happy you're here. We are kicking it off with something spicy. So this is an indicator for how season six is going to be, I think. (laughs) A little hot and spicy and saucy. We want to start today with a content warning. We are going to be talking about weight loss a lot today. So if that is triggering for you, please skip this episode. We will try not to talk about too much weight loss this season. So if that is triggering for you, you can still be one of our beloved listeners. But today is definitely all about weight loss and weight loss medication. So please um, just skip this one if it's not a good fit for you. And we also want to give a disclaimer that we are not medical doctors, obviously. We are the upbeat dietitians, not the upbeat doctors. (laughs) I don't like the idea of us being doctors, honestly. I don't like the sound of the upbeat doctors. Mm, It just doesn't flow as well, I don't think. No. It's still be Tud, though. We still have Tud buds. Yeah, we would. (laughs) But all that said, the decision to take a prescription medication, which, by the way, today's about Ozempic. (laughs) I didn't really say that. Um, <laughs> if you decide to take Ozempic or any other medication, it's obviously a choice that should not be made based on what Emily and I say. We are just here to kind of give some information today about what's been kind of going on in the media with Ozempic. Um, but it's a choice that you make with the help and support of a medical care provider. This is not meant to be indicative of like a client provider relationship. Of course. No. General education. Yes. We don't usually say that. We usually have it like in our show notes, but we thought today would be very important to like verbally say that in case you go to your doctor and say, I can't take that because Hannah and Emily said not to (laughs) don't do that. We're just here to kind of (laughs) give our thoughts, our opinions, take from it what you see fit. Exactly. So let's talk about Ozempic. So if you are maybe not in the dieties space or don't follow anyone who talks about it, bless your heart. You've Good been you. living, living in peace right now. It's been a little wild with everything coming up, but essentially Ozempic and like diet meds have been around for a while. Just the reason we're talking about this one specifically is because of how much it's picked up in popularity and like discussion on social media, like specifically in t- on TikTok, the hashtag Ozempic has over 662 million views and it's going up. That's insane. I insane. can't even fathom how much 662 million is. Like think about like people like in a stadium, like that's so many people. And a lot, of people. a lot of people, there's a hashtag called hashtag Ozempic challenge also racking up millions of views because, you know, now it's a challenge to get on this medication and lose as much weight as possible. Oh, I don't like that. Don't like that. Another reason why it's so popular right now is public figures like Kim Kardashian and Elon Musk are claimed to be on injectables. I think Elon Musk is claimed to be on Wagovi, which we'll explain what that is too in a little bit, but they're all very similar. 
Um, they are all, well, I guess Wagovi actually is for weight loss, but anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, public figures are also getting on this train, making it seem like you should too. Like celebrities are always doing like the classics we'll have to do. We're going to do a Gwyneth Paltrow episode too, but she, as of right now, when we're recording, this is also very hot in the media for doing similar wellness culture things. And it's just the influence they have is not a great thing when they use it for the wrong ways or the wrong things. Yeah. So let's, and it's, we're talking about like how celebrities have this influence on it. It's also the way the media has been shaping it. Luckily, luckily there's been a lot of like critical thinking and like, I feel like not confrontation, but there's been challenges on social media from like people just like commenting on it. So it's not just like absorbing it in and accepting what that is but some of these media headlines are absolutely wild so like and a lot of people just read the headlines of articles i i like will say i've done that sometimes where i'm like i don't want to read this article or the article isn't even free and i'm like well right (laughs) absolutely know what's happening (laughs) i'm not paying for this Uh, but some of the headlines have included that it's claiming Ozempic is a new quote unquote miracle weight loss drug that really works. Another one claimed it's the end of obesity. And then there's another one that was claiming that there is a game changer weight, a game changer weight loss drug was approved, but this was about um, not, not Ozempic, right? Right. Actually, a lot of these are kind of a mix of all of them. I actually, it's a good segue into our next piece. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going to have the honor of kind of explaining what these are. I have a little more experience with these medications and the clinical work that I do. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of going to kind of going to break these down. We are mostly focusing on Ozempic today because that is the one right now. That's like so hot in the media. Um, but there's a few that like all are used for weight loss and some are approved. Some aren't So I think it'd be a good next step to kind of go through all the different ones. Um, But first of all, Ozempic, that's the first we're going to get into. Ozempic is just the brand name for what's known as semaglutide. It's an injectable. It's currently used for the treatment of type two diabetes. And at the time of, at the time of this recording, Ozempic is not FDA approved for weight loss, but I'm wondering if it will eventually be, but as of right now, it is not. So I, I asked a little question box, my Instagram story, asking what everyone wanted to know about this. I got a lot of questions asking, like, if it's not for weight loss, like how is everyone getting it from their doctors? Doctors can prescribe medications as off label, which basically just means that it's used. It's an, it's an FDA approved medication, but it's being used for something that's not FDA approved to be used for. So like Ozempic, for example, here is FDA approved to be used for type two diabetes, but it's not FDA approved to be used for weight loss. But it's being prescribed off-label for weight loss anyway. So <laughs> that is kind of what Ozempic is. a loophole. <sighs> yeah, a little to loophole. To get some more money. And there can be some like pros to this. Like, like in the cancer world, for example, there can be some meds that are prescribed off-label that are used for like a certain cancer type that they use off-label for like a different cancer type to treat that. So yeah. There are some positive uses too. And depending who you ask, this could be a positive use of, of Ozempic. Um, if you ask us, we probably wouldn't say that. But if you're asking obesity medicine specialists, they're all about it. Yeah. So uh, since it's not prescribed or since it's not 
meant for weight loss. It's not FDA approved for weight loss. Um, again, it's being prescribed off label, but let's go over like how it does actually work for weight loss because it, it does lead to that. And they actually say on the Ozempic website, um, about like diabetes and all that too, but they do say like, you can lose, like, I forget what it is. I should have wrote it down. Like this percent of weight loss is many pounds using Ozempic, but then they have like a little asterisk that says like, it's not used for weight loss though, <laughs> but they yes. still advertise it for weight loss. So it's a little confusing. Yes. Um, but basically how it works is <sighs> semaglutide or Ozempic is an injectable GLP one receptor receptor agonist drug that works by slowing down gastric emptying which basically just tells your brain like, Hey, I'm full a lot faster than it would without the medication. So this allows patients who take Ozempic for weight loss to experience less hunger and feel satisfied with fewer calories. You just feel fuller faster. Basically what's doing though, is medically inducing gastroparesis. And I don't have gastroparesis, but I have worked with patients who do have it. And I'm willing to bet that anyone who has gastroparesis wouldn't like wish that upon others. Like they're not going to say, oh yeah, you should definitely do this medically induced gastroparesis. Like it's not a fun, no. pleasant time. I'm sure. No, no. So uh, that's, I guess, strike one for Ozempic is it's, we'll get to this later in our whole cons list that we have, but it's going to make it really tough. If your goal is to improve that relationship with food and work on your hunger and fullness and build a touch with your body if you're having this medication that like is literally doing the opposite of that. So we'll get more into that later, but strike one. <laughs> strike one. It's already looking a little rough. The fact it's, it's the classic case of like, let's take something that wasn't meant for weight loss and make it about like keto. Exactly. Very similar situation where keto was developed for epi epileptic patients. And then the diet industry was like, wait, let's, let's make this about weight loss. <laughs> That's so true. Like the overarching idea is like, just because it can, doesn't mean it should. Mm -hmm. Especially when you're messing with medications, but that's, I feel like that's something we're just going to continue to go into. That's like, what's so wild to me is this is like a prescription. An injectable. Like you have to like inject this into your skin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A very invasive medication, like probably like one of the more invasive types. And we'll get to side effects, but there are side effects too. Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't come without risk. So that's the main gist of Ozempic. But like I said, there are a lot of others right now that are also, uh, I was going to say hot to trot, but that's not the right phrasing. <laughs> That's not that it. <laughs> I think that I would has, believe you. That sounds fun. <laughs> I think that has like a sexual meaning. So scratch that. But oh. anyway, um, <laughs> along with Ozempic, Wagovi is also very popular right now. Um, Wagovi is relatively new, whereas Ozempic's a little bit older. But Wagovi is actually the same thing as Ozempic. It's also semaglutide. It's just at a different dose. Um, but Wagovi, the difference is here is that Wagovi is approved by the FDA for weight loss. So it's being prescribed like right now for weight loss, but they're having a ton of supply issues just like they are with Ozempic too and Monjaro. So we'll actually talk about supply issues more in a little bit, but all of these right now, because they're trendy are having supply issues, which is no bueno for those who actually need them for reasons beyond weight loss. So We've got Ozempic, we've got Wagovi, which are basically the same thing, but just different uses and dosages. And then we have Monjaro, 
Manjaro is actually the newest one, as far as I know. Um, Manjaro is the the what's the word the brand name for terzepatide, um, which is also an injectable medication. Manjaro is also used to treat type two diabetes. It has a different pharmacology than semaglutide does, um, but it is also used to treat type two diabetes. And it's also not yet FDA approved to be used for weight loss, um, but it's also being prescribed off label. And there's a lot of, I don't know what the word is, a lot of people, that's very vague, I know, but people saying that it will be a weight loss approved drug probably pretty soon. So we'll have that and we'll go V and at this point, likely Ozempic too, at some point being FDA approved for weight loss. But Manjaro is really new. It was actually just FDA approved back in May of 2022 for type two diabetes. So it's like, it's, it's a newbie on the market. Are you thinking of hot off the press? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly what I went to say. <laughs> I like, it's not, I was hot to to say, it's hot off the press. I was like, wait, was that what? <laughs> I'm going to Google yes. hot to try. That is so new. <laughs> hot to try Dang, less than a year. And it, yeah. It makes, I wouldn't be surprised if like some pharmaceutical companies start pushing for this to get FDA approved, especially with like the popularity of these types of drugs right yeah. now. And they, yeah. I, I, I need to find the quote. I will, we'll, we'll have a lot in the show notes that maybe I kind of reference, but can't speak to very directly today. Cause I, I have so much I want to say here today, but, um, I was reading from another, um, person talking about Ozempic and everything. And they were saying that, uh, what's the name of the, the brand that pushes all these out? Where'd it go? Oh my gosh. Where'd it go? Novo Nordisk. Yes. That's a that? company. It's where right under where you're, we are looking. Oh, there it is. Okay. Um, Norvo Nordisk is the pharmaceutical company that produces Ozempic and Wagovi and Sexenda, which I'll get to in a second. Um, they have this like agenda to make billions of dollars in treating oh. obesity as a disease and by 2025. And I think it's like two point something billion dollars is their goal. I wouldn't be surprised if they hit it. Oh, me neither. I, I think it's a very realistic goal. Two years. Yeah. With all these different, you like control of all these different medications. Yeah. I'd be surprised. Yeah. So yeah, this Norbo Nordisk, they're the company that produces the Ozempic and the Bogovi. They also produce Sexenda, which is another weight loss injectable, but this one is used um, or it's meant to be done daily rather than weekly. And to kind of stir the pot even more, Wagovi and Sexenda are both approved for kids ages 12 and up. <laughs> That's like a, a throwback to our children's obesity guidelines episode which also go listen to that but the fact that like 12 year olds getting a daily injection because they're quote unquote obese I saw that they have to meet like the obesity qualification of like BMI but the weight only has to be 60 kilograms which what is that in pounds 60 kilograms yes that's like 2.2 that's over 120 132 pounds I definitely weighed about that much when I was like 14 Children years old. Children easily weighed at it, like in yeah. middle school. Yeah. Yeah. That was on the Sixenda label for like how you qualify to get Sixenda as a kid. Insane. 
that's that's absurd that's we we won't go too much into the kids today because we do have a whole episode on it where we just rant for an hour so that is going to be linked in the show notes for you guys but do know that what Gobi and Sixenda are allowed for kids they're approved for kids Ozempic is not though so Ozempic the hot topic today I keep saying hot today what is that I don't know why (laughs) I think I'm just dreaming of warmer weather maybe I don't know you're manifesting I'm manifesting yes um, but Ozempic is actually not approved for the kiddos. Thank God. Well, unless it was used for diabetes and which it could be helpful, but they're not using it for weight loss for kids. Is the I was going to say, yeah. Should we discuss the whole Weight Watchers thing? Yes. I'm always down to talk about Weight Watchers. I'll bring them up at any minute I can. <laughs> um, I want to, so, I want to we- ask our listeners real quick, actually, which one of them was googling me going crazy remember that (laughs) okay (laughs) a little backstory emily and i occasionally to make this podcast the best it possibly can be we'll look at our analytics and we were looking at our analytics for our website and we saw that like one of our popular searches that gets people to their website (laughs) yeah was like what like dietitian hannah like going crazy or something Yeah. And it was like leading to it the definitely Weight had episode. Hannah going crazy multiple times. Like it had those three words many in multiple searches. So I just want to know which one of you Ted buds <laughs> out there is doing that to me. I'm not going crazy. I just have a lot of passion. I like <laughs> Hey, but it's bringing them to our episodes. You know what? That's true. Maybe I'll be more crazy and I'll just get us so many listeners. Yes. I can cool. be so. I've, I have red hair, red hair. People can be crazy. That's a stereotype that I, I resonate with. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. I cut you off. But we would like to know. So please let us know. Comment, DM us, yeah, email show us. Show yourself. Who, who are you? <laughs> Who's Googling yeah. us? <laughs> oh my gosh. But yes, I don't even know how we got there, but Weight Watchers. Oh, because it brought us to the Weight Watchers episode. I oh yeah. So also go listen to our Weight Watchers episode. You can either find it by looking up the Yuppie Dietitian's Weight Watchers <laughs> episode or, or crazy <laughs> you can find it either way, whichever you prefer. Uh, um, but let's talk about why Weight Watchers is even being brought up in an episode about an injectable medication. So Weight Watchers has bought out Sequence Sequence is a prescription telehealth company and it goes for more than like its value is more than a hundred million dollars. So like, I wish I just had a hundred million dollars to drop. Please that's share like nothing for them. Like that's like, Oh no. They can just like shell that out with like what probably one board meeting making that like decision. Probably two people. It's probably yeah. two <laughs> making that decision. They're like, yes. I wonder if Oprah was there. I wonder if she had a role in this. Oh I just, anyway. I just, I was thinking, I was like, do you think there's going to be like Ozempic codes? Like use my code. Oh my God. To get, your, <laughs> to get $30 off your first supply, your like $30 off your first copay. How do you, are there referral codes for meds? I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if with everything going on. At this, well, actually along with Weight Watchers having it, you can also get these at medical spas. 
And I could see them being the ones that would be like, 100%. Use my code Hannah30 for 30% off Ozempic. (laughs) I could totally see it. Let's not manifest that. But (laughs) anyway, Weight Watchers. I was like, where are we? We're we're talking about I keep distracting us. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm all over the place. You're good. You're good. They... And he, the, they're like getting into this prescription company that is going to be potentially like these, including these medical spas where they can distribute these injectables, these weight loss injectables. So remember when Weight Watchers was all like, we're not Weight Watchers anymore. We're WW. WW. LOL. No, you are, you are still Wellness. Weight Watchers. Well, yeah. Well, the word wellness now has been also hijacked. It's co-opted by diet culture. But they had this whole rebrand, and they're like, you know, we're not focusing on weight anymore. Yet here we are. They are investing in. They they're not investing in it for diabetes type two diabetes. No, I put my life on the line. No. They're not doing that. Sequence is, is a weight loss like telehealth company. Like that's their thing. Yeah. And when you go to Sequence's website, they are also co-opting like, um, what's the word? Like, oh my gosh, like fat liberation, like language. It's, they say like, we help you without any weight stigma or any of that. We're helping you lose weight without the weight stigma. So like they're using all those words they make themselves seem like they're just like this body it's, positive move. It's like when like Noom claims they incorporate intuitive eating, but yes, they just perpetuate like some dysfunctional eating patterns. Yeah. Look at all these comparisons we have. We've, we also have a Noom episode. So yeah. And I think that's the, the red diet, red diet. Red flags of a diet. I was like, what is the red diet? Oh God, I'm not manifesting that either. Oh God. I was like, do you only get to eat like apples and they like They have like raspberry? the whole nightshades thing. I could see it That's being true. a thing. The red diet. Oh gosh, you just manifested I'm that. I'm sorry, diet. <laughs> oh God, what have I done? You should copyright that. Right I should. Before, I'll then- make it like an intuitive eating like approach though. Yeah. And then whenever anyone tries to use it, just sue them for money. Yeah, hundred million dollars flat. <laughs> Don't even say the tax word. Free, no tax. <laughs> yeah, it's for the good of everyone. There's no taxes yeah. here. You're a nonprofit for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Weight Watchers. They should just change their name back to Weight Watchers because they are about weight. Like no it's, one says WW. We all know. We all know. That was a fail of a rebrand. Yes. I'm sure the marketing team it. did not do well. No, but it's never been about wellness. It's always about money. Weight Watchers saw that Ozempic and the other medications are booming, making billions of dollars, and they had to get their grimy little hands on it. So that's all it's about. Yeah. Classic. Classic. So let's get into, we keep poo-pooing on Ozempic <laughs> and, and these Doing. I don't like, Not that. like that. I said hot to trot. Oh, which I Googled by the way. Um, oh, yeah, and I was right. It is being ready and eager to engage in an activity, but some do say like sexual activity is what you're eager to get into. 
what was that in reference was that i don't even know it definitely wasn't sexual though i we don't talk about that very much around here no oh my gosh that's funny we learned something new yeah i don't even know i've never really heard hot to try i don't know where i got that from i've never heard of that before <laughs> i have no i have no reason to be saying that <laughs> why is that in my vocabulary it was fun i thought you invented a new phrase i was like cool now it's a thing a thing that i have no need to be saying anyway let's yeah, talk we keep about poo-pooing. let's keep poo-pooing <laughs> on ozempic and these like other injectable medications so let's just like get right into it the first issue <laughs> like, yeah, we already <laughs> been into it. i'm making sure we don't deter again i know let's, get, let's okay. get back on path guys we were talking about we're talking about hot to trot. We went a little, we deterred a little bit. <laughs> we did. So we kind of alluded to this before, but one of the like top issues in my mind, and I feel like this is a very real issue, is the lack of supplies for those who are diabetic. This, um, a lot of these medications were primar- primarily like made for type two diabetes management. And now that there's this, oversaturation of individuals trying to get their hands on it, the supplies for maybe someone who doesn't have that easily accessible like healthcare or provider to get it from, or maybe they had some type of like financial insecurities, they are now pushed down on the totem pole and they can't get this medication to manage their chronic disease. Because it's getting prescribed off label for weight loss. Yeah. I have heard countless stories from patients about this. Like they cannot get medications. Even the ones who are using it for weight loss can't get it, which I don't want to say anything not nice to those people because it's not their fault that they're even on the medication. I've also been getting DMs from people that their doctors have been kind of like pushing it onto them. Like they're encouraging them to take these for weight loss. The classic story of you go to your doctor for a cough, but you're overweight according to their standards. And so they, you know, make you do a diet or they push things like Ozempic these days. Lots of those DMS, but yeah, I've heard from so many patients. Like this is a true thing. All of these injectables are the supply and demand is just like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. I didn't like econ very much, but I do know that. (laughs) Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> I know that whoosh, whoosh, whoosh was never in the lesson plan. <laughs> oh man. Look how far, good thing we're not in business. No, I've got Ross like right across the other wall over there. I should have him chime whoosh, in. Whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to ask him what he knows about the whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, oh, that's, man. I agree. That's probably the biggest issue right now is just those who actually need the medication for diabetes because it can be for some a helpful diabetes medication, like a, a helpful treatment. And so if those who have diabetes have been reliant on it, it's been very helpful for them. That can be a big change to not get it. And that can lead to a lot of issues to have your diabetes untreated, such as like being at higher risk for heart disease, infections, even worst case scenario, death. So it's important for those who have diabetes to be treating it. And it's hard to do that when the medications are being used for those who just want to want to lose some pounds. Yeah. They diabetics have it hard enough already with the prices of insulin and this is in the US. We have to clarify this. US yeah. is 
a little bit different health situation than other countries, but they already have to deal with like the prices of insulin. And now there's something else that like helps them manage their condition. And it's also becoming very inaccessible. Yeah. Well, it's a good segue into our next point, which is the price. If your insurance doesn't cover, let's say Ozempic, um, for weight loss, which may be the case if your insurance isn't like, if they're like, you don't have diabetes. So like you don't get Ozempic covered. I've been hearing that a lot. People are paying out of pocket for these medications. And this just keeps, I can't think of any, I guess I never can any of my like phrases. They're always wrong. I think it's why we have the listeners. We do. They just appreciate us <laughs> saying things wrong. Um, I don't even know what I was trying to say. Oh, there it is. Not the phrase, but my train of thought, <laughs> the, the thin ideal is so much more easily attained by those who have the money to lose weight using Ozempic, for example, even if they don't need to like think Kim Kardashian, like I'm not here to say what anyone should do with their body, but she's not one who's in dire need of Ozempic yet. She has the money to pay for it. So she got it and she's able to lose weight with it. So there's a lot of celebrities like her who are having no issue getting access to Ozempic, but those who don't have the funds to pay for it are having a lot of trouble getting access to it, especially those who have diabetes. Yeah. It's very, it's a lot easier when you have a lot of money that's disposable. And also the resources they probably have are very different compared to the average person as well. Yeah. I've heard from a patient. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. It's about Manjaro that she was able to get on some random like telehealth, like video visit spoke with some random, he said he was a doctor, who knows if he was, spoke with some random doctor for like literally two minutes and she got Manjaro prescribed for her. Like- It's insane. Insane. I don't know how it went for her with like insurance and like if she paid for it and all of that, but like we we did just say that it's easier for celebrities and definitely is, but if you even have the money as a say average person, so to speak, you can get these medications very easily. And that's why they're so trendy right now. That's why they're a hashtag Ozempic challenge on social media, because anyone who wants to partake can just get some Ozempic and do it if they have the funds to do so. Yeah. Crazy. It's crazy. It's yeah. I don't think we've talked about this in the, yet, but I like, I understand the appeal in the sense of like, all these diets you have to like eat certain ways. And like, I was even like comparing this almost to like bariatric surgery where like you have something done that like changes the physiology of your body where you, you just get the shot and you're done. You don't have to like eat a certain way. You don't have to buy certain foods and you're done. So like, it makes sense why it's so popular. Yeah. People with fears of needles, probably not as popular (laughs) with. Well, for them, there's other medications. Don't worry. Yes, but it's just insane. It's also, yeah, the whole money. Money plays a part in almost, I think, every single diet culture-y thing. Yeah, but if, if and when Ozempic does get approved for weight loss, it will be easier 
to get it covered by insurance. Yes. Assuming that yeah. supply doesn't keep being oh crazy. Gosh. Cause like Wagovi is approved for weight loss. Again, same thing as Ozempic, just a different dosage and people can't get Wagovi. Like for the last like nine months, I've been seeing patients have a hard time getting it. That's so crazy to me. I like, I, insurance is the bane of my existence. We've definitely talked about this before. Yeah. And there are times where I'm like struggling to get my patients like medications for like their kidney disease. And I'm like, sorry, I'm just trying to keep them alive. And I can't even like get that yet. That's a whole nother can of worms though that I will not go into. I just want to say insurance companies, not poo poo. (laughs) I would not recommend poo poo insurance companies. (laughs) I don't like you. Uh, I'm just trying to keep my patients alive. I rant about this all the time to like my family and Bobby. I'm like, it's insane. I know. Healthcare. In my world, clinically, it's one of those things where patients that we see will have coverage to see the nurse practitioner or a doctor, but no coverage to see a dietitian. That's outrageous. Outrageous. Heaven forbid we do some pre- preventative care. That would just be a shame. Yeah. And like you have a professional to talk about food. Right. Which just leads to the medical providers doing it instead. And we know how that goes. Okay. Let's discuss the side effects of Ozempic because aside from like all the diet culture stuff, like even if you take it for the right reasons, whatever, there's a lot of risk that comes with it side effect wise too. So the biggest ones that like almost everyone experiences, honestly, is just your classic, like nausea, vomiting, abdominal discomfort, things like that. Especially if you eat, um, I don't want to say too much because it's obviously very relative, but too much for your own body. Um, which is kind of the whole point of the Ozempic for weight loss is it helps you to eat less. So if you eat more than that, your body's going to kind of yell at you and back to the whole, like gastroparesis, similar similarities there. It's kind of like, like gastroparesis. If you ate too fast or too much with gastroparesis, it would not feel good. So same idea. If you're, if your stomach is emptying a lot slower than your body's used to, you can't eat the same amounts that you're, that you're previously eating, which is how this whole thing leads to weight loss in the first place. So that's a big one. But even without that, like, even if you are eating amounts that are appropriate for your body, you still might experience like the nausea and vomiting. The, the big scary one that this could lead to taking Ozempic is possible thyroid cancer, obviously very terrible. And that the risk is obviously not as high as like the nausea and vomiting, but I wouldn't want to take that risk. Same. Anything with cancer. No, 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 no. Um, (laughs) along with that, another possible one, especially for those who are taking it for weight loss is drops in blood sugar, because again, this is used for diabetes treatment usually. And so the goal is to help them get their blood sugar down. And so if you have normal blood sugars, you're taking this medication, you might experience too low of blood sugars. And that is known as hypoglycemia. And that has a lot of negative consequences as well. Another little side effect is pancreatitis. <laughs> a little little guy. <laughs> it's like a little cold. Yeah. 
pancreatitis, <laughs> inflammation of your pancreas. Once again, pancreas is kind of the main, the main I was going to say the main hub, main <laughs> hub for all that diabetic action. Yeah. <laughs> so the party's at. Yes. So if like you have no history of diabetes and you're taking this for weight loss, it could potentially inflame this like perfectly healthy organ as well, which any type of inflammation you don't want. Anytime there's a titus with anything, you don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) Not fun. So we don't want to inflame our pancreas either. It's very important for hormone regulation, making sure those blood sugars are under control. Okay. Another inflammation inflammation of the (laughs) titus. We don't want that. Um, another side effect could be changes in vision. We could also get that good old kidney failure, obviously not great either and gallbladder problems. So there's like a lot of different like organ systems here that could be affected by taking this a lot, a lot, (laughs) I know a little alarming there, but also like, not that these aren't bad. I don't want to in like. Why can't I think of words? I when can't you, like, either. When you like make something less of a big deal than it is. Anyway, hot to try. Not- <laughs> hot to try. Poo poo. Hot in the press. Poo poo. <laughs> I don't know why, but you saying poo poo makes me laugh. I'm going to need you to say poo poo more often. I say it all the time. That's so funny. <laughs> Not in a professional setting because my mates and like the doctors. Have you been going poo poo? <laughs> or like when their lab values are like abnormal. This is no good. This is poo poo. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to start saying that more. <laughs> but what was I saying? Oh, oh, I feel like in, I don't, this is also just something weird about like pharmaceutical commercials where they like start listing off all the like <laughs> yeah. side effects it's like death like possible stroke if you take this <laughs> you will die please call us to get started yeah. if you have an emergency call 911 <laughs> um please consult your doctor first yeah, please speak to your doctor about starting I'm- victoza are we going to see some Ozempic and all these commercial students? I don't think I've ever seen, I don't, I've probably seen at least one injectable, like weight lossy commercial. I don't know. I don't watch like real TV. So I don't really ever watch commercials period. So I'm not a good, a good, uh, I, word. I'm getting annoyed. Like why can't my brain just like do what I want it to do? Good example. I was thinking good sample size. I don't think that's right. <laughs> I forget it. Forget it. Okay. No, you're side effects about. are bad. Let's move on. Let's, Let's move <laughs> on. We've already kind of mentioned the next one a little bit, but basically we don't have a lot of understanding of what happens long-term if we use Ozempic for weight loss when it's not meant to be for weight loss. Um, again, they like do advertise it a little bit for weight loss on their website, but then they say it's not for weight loss. <laughs> um when it comes to Wagovi and Manjaro, those are just super new. And so we don't know a lot about those. And like with Wagovi specifically, because they are approved for weight loss, they have studies like on their website that are used to display like how good the weight loss could be, which honestly, it's pretty unremarkable. Honestly, it's not super 
great weight loss air quotes there. Cause that's obviously very relative. Um, but the longest study for the Wagovi as of right now is only 68 weeks. And we know from a diet standpoint that most, most dieters regain their weight within the one to two year mark. So yeah, you might lose some weight on Wagovi, but you're once again, you're going to gain it back. And my understanding with these medications for weight loss, I don't believe I could be wrong. I'm willing to be wrong on this one, but I don't believe as of right now, they have like maintenance doses. So like, eventually you have to get off these medications. So of course they're going to work while you're on it. They're changing your like physiology and your hormones. But once you get off of it, it's not going to, it's, it's not going to be the sustainable. same. No. Yeah. I've seen so many patients who take like, let's say Manjaro, for example, and it's helped them get to their weight loss goals, but they're getting so like, they're terrified of what happens when they get off of it. And I can't do much about it as a dietitian. I can't say, Oh, we'll just keep you on it. Then obviously I can't say that I'm a dietitian. It's out of my scope. Mm-hmm. So I have to like talk them off a ledge all the time and say, it's going to be fine. You're more than your weight. Let's talk about, you know, how to eat consistently. Cause with, with the Manjaro, I've been seeing constantly that patients are like, they're not eating. Like they're barely eating anything like, like constantly, like it's every single day. Patients will tell me they don't eat until like 6 PM. They're like, I didn't even feel hungry all day long that I got to 6 PM. And I was like, still not hungry, but I figured I should probably eat something. So they're like literally eating like maybe 400 calories a day. And so of course they're terrified to get off of it because they're getting so dependent on it. And they feel it's like a badge of honor for them. They like feel so proud that they don't feel hungry all day. And then I just have- we it's driving me crazy because I have to be like, well, actually hunger is a good thing. Like if you want to, it, you want to feel it so you can kind of trust your body, but depending on the patient, they, they usually don't want to hear it. They're just super excited. They don't feel hunger because they're probably just so used to not knowing how to respond to hunger. So it does feel like they're in the driver's seat for once. Yeah. And there's like this weird, like, I was, words are not okay. We need to go back to morning episodes. <laughs> we do. We thrive <laughs> in the Right morning. now there's none. I'm about to say the personification and that's not even like, <laughs> no. I promise like guys, when we are some... way smarter in the morning. <laughs> it's been, we're coming off of like a full day of working. So, yeah. and we have to record. The over, like when something is like, oh my God. Oh my God. Over simplification. No, like when, Something is put on a pedestal where it's like, oh my gosh, this thing is like amazing. Oh, yeah. I can't think of you know a word either, about? but I know you're talking There's about. There's a word for it. Like, oh my gosh, it's on the tip of my like tongue. Like hyping it up, like overhype. Yes. Oh my gosh. I. <laughs> <laughs> this episode, like half of it has just been us trying to figure out common words. <laughs> half science, oh. half vocab. <laughs> yeah. We can say things like gastroparesis. Right. I can I say semi good time. <laughs> You can say pancreatitis and you can say, I haven't even, Wagovi. Wagovi. I've been listening to you say it because you say it so like lawlessly. It all the time. I say it every day. I'm scared (laughs) to say that word. (laughs) I say it every Um, day. You know, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Pedestal. But like, why? What was I? Well, I was talking about how these medications are like, people are like bowing down to them. Like they're just like, they love them so much. And they're terrified of getting off of them because they work so well for them, whatever 
working well means for you? Romanticization. Well, at least you knew the word. <laughs> Execution wasn't there, but at least you knew the word. <laughs> Why was I talking? It's the same. I didn't, I don't have anything to add. It's just the same thing you're saying. I think I they know. understand. Yes. Let's. I think they understand. Anyway. anyway. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I'm like internally dying every day because of all this. It's, it's yeah, insane. I, don't know. I could not. And I could like, I just feel so bad for the patients because they are literally terrified. Like I have a patient's cry because they're terrified to get off of it. What? Sorry. I, my, my thought came back. Sorry. Oh my God. No, but yes, it's this dependent. The dependence is like scary. Yeah. What I was thinking of is the romanticiz- romanticization, romanticization <laughs> sure. of not eating. Yes, like the badge of honor was talking about it in yeah. her like recent podcast interview or like not having hunger cues is like so normalized in diet culture where it's like oh my gosh I, I forgot to eat or I didn't <laughs> eat I didn't eat till like five and like it's not the people's fault yeah like, people say this it's the influence around them, like the media, I'm going to, I'm people, I, I will put blame on cel- celebrities. Cause like they have a huge platform and they know it. Yes. They, you should be very conscious about what you put on the internet and say in general, when you have that many eyes on you, Yeah, it's hunger. We should do an episode on hunger. We'll call it justice for hunger. And it'll, <laughs> be, it. <laughs> it'll be like, it's okay to feel hungry. Like we actually kind of recommend it. Your body is telling you something. Yeah. And of course you're going to get those cues back, which is a good thing once you get off this medication. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to clarify too, like you had said, it's not the patient's fault for feeling so happy about like not feeling hunger. Like these patients get so excited. They're like, I'm finally like in control. I'm improved yeah. my relationship with food. I'm like, no, you're not. It's getting way worse because you're not going to be able to maintain this. Like they just feel so excited about not feeling just like ridiculous amounts of hunger, but there's always a reason why before they got on the medication that they had no control over their hunger cues. They were already skipping meals. They weren't eating enough protein. They were only eating quote unquote healthy foods, not actually making foods that were satisfying for them. They weren't Mm -hmm. grocery shopping. So they weren't eating foods that were satisfying. They were just eating maybe fast food, which is fine. But if that's all you're eating, it's not going to satisfy you. Like there's so many reasons why your hunger was out of control, so to speak. And it, it's not your body sabotaging you. It was your body trying to like give you signals that you just didn't know how to respond to. Yeah. Your body is not your enemy. No. Justice it's for true. hunger. Justice for hunger. <laughs> that could be a good t-shirt. When we get back yeah. into our merch, we'll make that a t-shirt. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Or a write this down. Uh, oh, that'd be so cute. We could do like that. a little like tongue, a little belly, a little, a little like stomach with like a smiley face in it or like a heart. Oh my gosh, that'd be, so that'd be our new logo. That'd be so cute. Oh my gosh. Should we change our podcast it. name? <laughs> Justice for, well, we I, call like it. I, I think it niches us down too much if we just talk about I, hunger. <laughs> a little too niche there. Very niche. Oh my gosh. Uh, Let's, we've been t- like hyping. I don't, we haven't been hyping up. We've been talking about all the things 
reasons why Ozempic has been getting hype. But let's talk about kind of the other side because like there is some hate toward Ozempic. And I don't, we're not going to include this podcast in that category because this is, I wouldn't say this is a hateful episode. No, so, no. An awareness. An, an awareness, an educational episode. But there are phrases being used about people who are on Ozempic or like sometimes people will be called or like say like, oh, I, the Ozempic face or like the Ozempic body. And it's people who use Ozempic for diabetes are being judged for taking this medication for their diabetes. And there's no shame in the type of medication you're utilizing as, and that's not to say like we blame people who might be on Ozempic for weight loss. Right. Like we should have clarified that earlier. Like if you're doing that and it's working for you, you and your, your doctor on the same page, cool. Yeah. It's- it, there's just like, there's not a lot of information about this. Right. And that's Especially what, long-term. Yes. Which and we hope you stick around for a little bit. So the long-term is important. Yes. And we don't want you to be on an injectable for the rest of your life. Right. And speaking of like body shame and all of that, speak, going back to like the whole celebrity thing too, the celebrities and influencers that have access to get this for weight loss are creating like really impossible body standards because they are losing so much weight. And they're just touting how great Ozempic is for that. And it just, again, it all goes back to the whole thin ideal and fat phobia and all of that. But yes. um, we've said it a few times, like the celebrities and the influencers have such big platforms. They got to be careful with what they're posting. Okay. There's an unnamed influencer that Emily and I both follow that is like on this weight loss journey right now. And I haven't listened to her podcast yet, but. I didn't know this. Like this morning I saw her putting butter in her coffee. If that tells you what she's been up to. And like, she has like a million plus followers and she's absolutely not any kind of health related professional, but she has this like huge following and people are going to do what she does. I was reading her comments today in the post where she was putting butter in her coffee and everyone's like, is that what you do? Is that how you've lost all this weight? Cause you can like visibly see from like her post a year ago, she's lost a lot of weight. And so all the comments are like, is it the butter in the coffee? Like, why do you do that? Is that what works? If it works for you, I'll try it out. Like just because she's this popular influencer with lots of followers who's lost weight. Yeah. Yeah. It's the classic case of influencers having a lot of power, which like, this is kind of the world we're living in now where there is, they have, that's why they are named, their names are influencers. They have a lot of influence. Um, But yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm going to go stalk that person's page now. I don't know if she's on any medications, but she does talk about the changes she's been making. She also does skincare a lot too, which I don't know much about like the legalities and like the skincare I feel like is like, I feel like the skincare, skincare is like the wild west. Yeah. I know there are like dermatologists online, but there aren't a lot of them. 
No. And I wonder like, you know how us, like as dietitians, we get all mad about like nutritionists, you know, doing things incorrectly. I wonder if dermatologists get mad. Oh, about... I, I would not doubt it. I'm sure it makes them crazy. I mean, like personal trainers get mad about non-trainers posting like their workouts. I'm sure it's the same in every field, unfortunately. It's just about how popular your field is. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. I'm going to, I already talked about this. Yeah. It's all about like the badge of honor thing. We've really already gone over this last bullet point too, but basically just talking more about like what will happen once you get off this medication, especially again, Ozempic, we don't, it's not approved for weight loss. So who knows what's going to happen? There isn't a lot of studies on that for weight loss specifically. Um, Manjaro's so new that we can't know for sure. Well, Govi is approved for weight loss, but the studies aren't great. And I should have said this earlier, all the studies that they post on their website are always funded by the pharmaceutical company. So they're self-funded. Of course, that's a huge bias and conflict of interest there. So basically, simply put, we don't have a lot of evidence for any of these long-term knowing how they're going to work. And I wanted to today go into more of the history of weight loss medications in general, because this is a tale as old as time. Like we don't have time for it today. We want to do a whole episode on it, but there are so many stories just like this, where there's been this new diet drug on the market. People take it, they lose a ton of weight. It's like all the hype. And then of course, something bad happens where like FenFen, for example, leads to like cardiovascular disasters and problems there. And so it gets taken off the market. So we went into like the risks earlier with like side effects and all that, but just long-term, we don't know what's going to happen. And you also can't take these long-term, at least not right now, as far as I know. And like we said, once you get off of it, you're not going to be able to maintain the weight loss most likely. So all in all, I feel like what you just said goes very well to like one of our main overarching points is like prescription drugs should not be trending. They should not be a challenge. Why is it a hashtag? Like that's so weird. We shouldn't be like injectable medications should not be something you just like, or like people like just on a whim. I'm going to start, especially when there isn't substantial like long-term evidence right about how it could affect you like probably in a couple of years from now we'll start seeing some studies on it a little bit more but that's like a couple of years long-term side effects can spoiler alert they can go a lot longer than a couple of years it could be like 10 20 years you could be affected by this yeah yeah and these diet pills, diet injectables, all of it is just a result of diet culture and fat phobia. Hannah made a really good point and she emphasized it very well that it's a lot around like uh, trying to obtain the thin ideal. And there aren't just these quote unquote, these are not quote unquote miracle drugs that just will fix all your problems. They won't also make you like your body. That's something else we'll note. Um, if you don't like your body before losing weight, you're not going to like it after. It's a lot of mental jujitsu. You got to go around. Highly recommend working with a therapist, whether you choose to go down this route or not. Therapy is great. 
And it's another way for pharmaceuticals to make billions of dollars off of their anti-fat bias. We've got an episode in the works talking about all about talking all about obesity as a disease, which is what this what Emily just said is all about. We'll get more into that in that episode because that's at least an hour long conversation. I have a lot of thoughts on that, but it's basically that like because obesity is classified as a chronic disease, these companies can make medications to treat obesity as a disease and with the obesity epidemic they're getting a lot of funding and they're being talked about a lot they're making billions of dollars all just because they don't like fat people <laughs> that's sums that's it up well, it. huh yeah yep. so tying it into yeah. tying it into intuitive intuitive eat let's try that again my gosh Tying it into intuitive eating, which of course, what we're going to do here on the Upbeat Dietitians podcast. If you are on an intuitive eating journey, you likely understand, or hopefully you're learning about how intuitive eating is a weight neutral approach. And so it makes sense that taking Ozempic or Manjaro or Wagovi with the purpose of weight loss might not support this journey. So again, we're not here to say like, if you should or shouldn't take these meds, maybe they are a good fit for you. It's for you to decide with your doctor's support, but if it is to intentionally lose weight, it's going to make it really, really tough to honor hunger and fullness, reject the diet mentality, make peace with your body because it's going to be a focus on weight loss rather than all those other things instead. So it may not be supportive of that intuitive eating journey. If that is a goal that you are pursuing. Hi guys, Emily here. Sorry to completely disrupt the flow of this episode. Hannah and I forgot to record our update for season six. So starting with this episode and everything going forward, we are going to be providing an opportunity for like a membership program. There'll be a Facebook group involved. There's going to be exclusive content you'll have access to for any of our courses and eBooks coming out. You'll kind of get first dibs at those with exclusive discounts. So we'll be ending the episode here. And if you would like to hear our bonus question, which I will note we talk for 30 minutes about, it's a, a very juicy one this time definitely check out the membership. We will make sure to advertise that on our social medias so you kind of know where to find it. Otherwise, thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Anywho, I was which, like, I was actually like Arthur Clifford. What else was there? We were just talking about it at work the other day. What was the one? Oh my gosh. They were like doing math in space. Oh my gosh. What was the name <gasps> of the show? I know you're talking. I wait. What wait, is the name where, of that? Wasn't we- there like a little bird? There's like yes. a green bird. Oh my gosh. Wait, I love that show. Oh my gosh. They're like what doing is- like math and science in space. 
It was like on a, like right after school. And it was like a boy and a girl, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was I such can't... a good show. Such a good show. <laughs> and then like, um, take a look. Reading Rainbow. What was the one? There's a lion, like a lion in a book, like a library with a lion. It was like puppet, like a giant lion puppet. Oh my gosh. I love this. Someone listening to this is like screaming it into their like <laughs> radio or their phone. <laughs> or Dragon Tales. My a favorite, classic, probably. A classic. I love Dragon Tales. Yeah. Okay. We were actually PBS kids, but Disney, when we were out and about <laughs> outside of the house. Yes. Yes. I thought Cartoon Network was kind of like creepy. Like some of the shows on there were I just agree. like not my vibe. Um, mostly talk. Oh, my gosh. This is rag, rat, rat, rats, rug rats, rug rats. <laughs> that show scared me. Rugrats scared you. Rugrats is cute. That's Nickelodeon, I think. Oh, is it? I think. What's on Cartoon Network? Cartoon Network was like that. Oh my gosh, I think of like the scary dog in the like the like the middle of nowhere. Oh my gosh, something the cowardly dog. Oh my gosh, what was his name? It was Blank the Cowardly Dog. Oh my gosh. Someone's getting so mad at us right now. I just know it. I'm so sorry. I don't know. Now Courage like... the Cowardly Dog? I don't remember. Oh my God. We're going to get yelled at. I don't even know if I even that know was a Cartoon there. Network show. Or, I, like um, I only know Nickelodeon and Disney. Powerpuff Girls was Cartoon Network, I think. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't really watch Powerpuff Girls. There's one I'm thinking of. Oh what God. was Kim Possible on? Was that Cartoon Network? I don't know. I, I wasn't really like a Kim Possible girly. I remember I didn't watch a lot of hers, but I, I was like, oh, I like her. She's yeah. fine. She beats <laughs> people, people up. Girl power. Girl power. <laughs> Emily was a feminist at a young age. I Yes. <laughs> oh, um, But I definitely more Disney, like High School Musical, Hannah Montana. I big love time. Hannah, love Hannah Montana. Big I was, time. The whole like finale where she had to choose between Jake and whatever the other guys, the blonde guy and the brunette guy. Yeah. That's all I know. Yeah. I was like, what's going to happen? I know. I also love Wizards of Waverly Place. That oh. was my other show. Those Ooh, were the two main. Selena drama. You're team Selena, right? Very team Selena. Okay, good. Oof. But also team not Justin because Justin's like, Justin's a the terrible problem. significant. He is the problem and he's a terrible significant other. Yeah. He, but also Haley Bieber is not nice. Slash Haley Baldwin is not nice. Yeah. But anyway, Alex Russo a... raised me. <laughs> I, I like that one, but I wasn't as into it as I was Hannah Montana. Like that was my show. Yes. That was my show. I think Miley Cyrus was set. That. I've like grown up with Miley Cyrus basically. Yes. She's only like what like 30? I think she's 30. Yeah. So she was like doing Hannah Montana and we were like the exact same age almost. Like she was barely older than us doing Hannah yeah. Montana. Which is crazy to think about. Like yes. imagine if I was cast as Hannah Montana. I'm living a very different <laughs> life right now. No. Yeah. I would not be on this podcast. I would not do anything. I would Live no, my that's what I don't get. Like, if I was a child actor like her, and I was clearly 
like a millionaire at 30, maybe even close to billionaire status. I don't know what she makes. I would just like not live as large, tone it down a little bit and just like never work again. But I do get when people like, like if she, she like enjoys, if she actually enjoys me, I don't, I don't know if she enjoys making music. I'm going to yeah. assume so. Cause she keeps making music. Like that would be fun to just kind of do whatever you want. Yeah. That's true. If you like to create, if you're an artist. Yeah. But also like, I would probably just read and go hiking. I don't want to work. What I'm Maybe I'd work in a library. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. Cause I have no hobbies as we've discussed a few <laughs> times on here. <laughs> that's my the life that's a dream that's a dream well to have miley on to tell us about it why why are you still making music miley miley we'd like to know i don't know how we got here but it's good to know we were both pbs children yes that that was actually the real answer it was a trick question trick question us us folks without cable yep pbs was it I do want to say one show I watched that I probably like, this is not embarrassing to me because I don't really feel embarrassment as much anymore in my old (laughs) age of 25 is there was this like, I think it was like Archie, the something, there was some type of animal and I don't, I think he was an aardvark. But he solved mysteries and I like watched this through middle school. On PBS? He like I would saw- know about this because I was doing the same thing. We were just living the same life in different cities. I know, but like I was probably watching PBS. I was a little bit too old to be watching I have PBS. younger siblings. I was definitely watching it too. <laughs> this is going to really aardvark. Um, me, Archie. Was it like a fish? <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot Arthur's. No, the main character was like it starts with it's some animal that starts with an A because his name was like starts with an A. Was it Archie? Why do I think it's Archie? But he would like solve mysteries. And I, I mean, oh, Arthur, Arthur's an aardvark. Wait, I, I just found that out. <laughs> Arthur, no. He wasn't but really like, solving mysteries. What was it? Dang, Arthur had 25 seasons. Whoever voiced Arthur. Oh my God, they must have like go off just like become them at that point <laughs> like you are your character you probably talk like arthur in his real life <laughs> all right looking up hard work does not help i'm wondering if you dreamt this at this point <laughs> no no my friend <laughs> my other i watched it with her i'm gonna ask her okay. after this episode i'm gonna ask her and i will let you guys know ask me next episode whenever we have our next one-on-one like our like a meeting okay <laughs> our work meeting one-on-ones oh my gosh oh, Subumafu. what is Subumafu? what Subumafu. Z- oh. wait oh no no, no. i know i know you're talking about i know you're talking about okay Oh my gosh, it's just like brought out a memory of mine I that I didn't know. even know I had. Oh my gosh, Caillou, that little bitch. <gasps> <laughs> oh my gosh, Magic School Bus. I love Magic School Bus. My parents oh my say I was a big Barney fan until I was a little older. So I don't remember my Barney phase, but I guess that's big Barney, Barney phase. <laughs> Which again, Team the Selena. Third, 
the third search engine result is why was the boom of food canceled oh is this like the show or like it was like canceled for like oh was it canceled probably like actually oh my gosh the lemur died of kidney failure oh oh that's sad <laughs> sid the science kid oh my gosh <gasps> cyber chase that was the science <gasps> yes! one. such a good show such yes. a good show oh this is gonna really make me bad i don't know this cartoon i know i really want to know too oh my gosh did you watch curious george not really we are, i had a curious george face classic guy though <laughs> the berenstein bears oh my gosh word girl oh my gosh word girl I looked up cartoon where aardvark solves mysteries. <laughs> Did it work? The sixth, no. The sixth search option. I'm so confused. It's on Yahoo, which I've never seen Yahoo pop up on like a main page anymore. And it says, I am a gay rat in love <laughs> and I am banned in Alabama. What? It's about Arthur. Wait, does Arthur have some like LGBTQ representation? Wait, Arthur's gay? No, no, no. There's apparently Aardvark said are gay, but the episode is banned in Alabama. Of course it is. It's probably banned in Indiana too. What is this title though? Okay, I am I'm gonna a gay Google... rat in love. Oh, it's not an Aardvark. Sorry, it's a rat. I am a gay rat in love and I am banned in Alabama. Oh, oh, it's Mr. Ratburn? Yes. <gasps> I don't know if it was confirmed, but there was like apparently oh, yeah. some. Oh, yeah. He came out as gay in the is it 22nd <gasps> season. Wait, he did. I love that for him. Go, Mr. Ratburn. Don't go to Alabama. Alabama. I'm scared of Alabama. <laughs> I don't think I'd, I don't know if I really have any reason to go there. No, they don't have really anything good. All I know about them is football. Oh my gosh. The whole article. Who else is queer on Arthur? <laughs> I'm so into this. <gasps> they say that Francine is, I could see that. Ooh, she was an icon. Rubella Prunella's older sister. Okay, the Tibble Twins. That's what I was going to say before I said Mr. Ratburn. Sally the Babysitter. But these I don't think are confirmed. I think Mr. Ratburn was like, actually, like, he came out. The rest of these yeah. are just assumptions, which is not great. <laughs> yeah, these are all just assumptions. Okay. I, I love that for Mr. Ratburn. Mr. Ratburn deserves the world. Yes. Oh, I don't know who he's, he's marrying someone. Yeah. I must've stopped watching by that age. Oh yeah. There's a gay wedding. Wow. Oh my gosh. This has really took a turn. How did we get to, <laughs> to gay aardvarks? <laughs> gay we rats. Had, we had band in Alabama. <laughs> 
Oh, it's so great. Um, what about Maya and Miguel? Did you watch that one? No, but I know of it. It's Maya, it's Maya and Miguel, Miguel. That entered. Oh, I'm seeing it right now. That began my Spanglish era. <gasps> Martha Speaks. Oh, <gasps> I never watched Martha Speaks, but I can sing the theme song. Oh. I like tried. To- me and my friend memorized it for some reason. Oh I don't know gosh. why. What a good theme song, though. Oh, also, yeah. Okay, well, apparently I have no... I, I don't even know if this kid's an aardvark. Is it even PBS? I'm second-guessing everything I know about I, my childhood. I'm glad that you brought this up, though, because I learned that Mr. Ratburn is married to a man. LGBTQ ally. <laughs> I wonder when that season came out because were they ahead of their time? Season 22. 2019. Okay. Dang, it's they still were still airing in. Tw- no, they stopped in at season 25, which I'm guessing was like. Okay. Final episode was February 21st, 2022. That's crazy. Who was on that show? Those people. <laughs> oh my god yeah when was the first episode 1996 oh my god before we were even born (laughs) oh my gosh dang wait you can watch it on amazon prime i know what i'm doing this weekend (laughs) watching a gay wedding And now I don't even know if this was PBS. All right. Well, I'm determined to find this out now. Well, we'll not we rest. Maybe let our listeners. We should probably, we probably talked about this for 30 minutes. I know. I'm not even like, they're probably like, why am I still here? We could do some editing, but if we don't, thank you for still being here. Yes. And we appreciate you savoring our ridiculous bonus questions that should just be we should just like do a spin-off podcast we should ditch the bonus questions and the educational piece and just do a bonus question yes podcast I, we could literally make an episode about our what type of kid you are yeah that, that literally today's question could have been the episode name yeah of it yeah what kid are you what does your childhood tv show say about you Okay, next business venture. Ooh, you know how like on Spotify you can do, we'll take this out, how you can do like like the bonus, like they pay for membership and we like post extra <gasps> podcasts. Wait, oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. <gasps> we let's seriously, let's do it. Like let's for season six, like no longer do like we'll say at the end, if you want to hear the bonus question, subscribe. We'll like give actual steps to do it. And like the bonus question can just be like an extra episode. Wait, that's so perfect. Because we're already recording it anyway. And it doesn't have to be like an hour long. It can literally be if it's a 10 minute bonus question, it's a 10 minute bonus question. That's it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because then they get more behind the scenes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's do that. I say for this one, um, we'll like cut it and separate them. But like we can think of a way to like, end this one and say if you want to hear our bonus question from today we're actually restructuring go to this we can do that today 
I'd be okay. down. Well, let me figure out like how, like what we want to say to them then. Why is Finn okay. barking? <laughs> Do you hear him? Yes. Someone's psycho. Okay. So we have to remember to, we can tell you about this after, what the actual fork oh, yeah. bio, we have that now. Do we? Okay, we do. Okay. Here we go. Subscriptions. Should we end it and then do the little tidbit? Yeah, let's end like the bonus question piece. Okay. Wait, do we have to do an ending then? Oh, no, I, know. I see what we're doing. We'll okay. say like bye and okay. see you next time. Okay. Okay, let's wrap up our bonus question. I think we've drawn on long enough thank you guys for listening we will see you in the next bonus sequence subscription work in progress what bssp that's bisp i already forgot what i said question because well a work in progress work in progress we'll see you next time (laughs) yes Bye. bye Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode of The Upbeat Dietitians with your hosts, Emily Krause and Hannah Thompson. We appreciate you all so much for continuing to support us. In order to support us and sustain the success of this podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. If you'd like to provide us feedback for future episodes and guest stars, follow us on Instagram at The Upbeat Dietitians. Lastly, you can show us support by providing a monthly donation using the link at the end of our bio. Once again, thank you so much for listening today and stay tuned next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.